This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to an episode of Boom Rookies presented by ESPN. I am Matt Bungard and with me today, Nick Campton. Hello. Hey, hey everybody. All right. This is the first of our series of off-season ventures, Nick, and we are starting with a banger. We are doing a bracket of our top 32 fictional athletes. There can only be one winner and this task is just too monumental for the two of us to handle on our own. So we do have a couple of special guests. First of all, you may remember him from the Bulldogs season preview. It is Channel 9's Rugby League producer, Neil Desmond. Hello. Howdy, howdy. What's doing, mate? Oh, mate, a bit of off-season love. So we've got time for you today, Matt and Camper. Good to see you both. Appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule. Mm, thank you. Um, yeah. And all the way from sunny Florida, it is big-time Roosters fan, big-time WWE superstar, Grayson Waller. Welcome. Well, you guys must have got, you know, ESPN behind you. You got some money. So now you're bringing in the real guests. <laughs> uh, Ni- Nicholas Campton, we've all, we've all partaken in a bit of fun wearing uh, some sports jerseys for this. What's going on? I'm a, I'm a piece of shit, Grayson. What do you want me to say? <laughs> that's, no, that's all I need you to say. I yeah. just need I you like- to say it out loud. I do like how Neil got introduced ahead of WWE superstar Grayson Waller. We got a lead with the we got a lead with the headline attraction. <laughs> you know what I mean? Channel nine <laughs> producer. <laughs> yeah, look. Front the top of the cards the way to go, Nick. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> so, to be fair, he knows Bo Ryan. I don't. You know? <laughs> very fair point. So I have dropped the ball. I'm not wearing a, a sports movie jersey, but the other three fellas are. Even though this is an audio medium, guys, can you describe who you're wearing for us tonight? Well, I've got the Adam Banks. AKA Cake Eater, Mighty Ducks, District 5 jersey on. You know, a bit of a vanilla character, but he, but he held the franchise together, some would say. A reliable source of goals Banksy for the Ducks. Banksy held it together, did he? Mate, he scored all the goals. Mate, what Banksy went pro. Not like Hardly hardly any of those other pricks would have. He 100%. would have made it to the big leagues. Yeah, but uh, Grayson's, Grayson's managed to find a much more obscure and much more garish Mighty this Ducks jersey. This is hands jersey. down the best jersey I own. This it's is incredible. This is Trinidad and Tobago Mighty Ducks 2 jersey, personalised with my name on it because uh, I'm a bit upset that none of the Trinidad and Tobago players are on the list. I thought at least we'd get one on there. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, Grayson's, he's huge in Trinidad and Tobago. He can't walk down the street in Port of Spain without yeah. getting All four like... people there go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Trinidad and Mr. Tobago are both huge fans. Both, both Neil, what have you got? Huge on? hockey guys as well. Um, <laughs> I've got the, just the classic Bobby Boucher in my dog's jersey, bright orange. It's I just found it in the drawers. I, I, it's fantastic. I was looking for the Willie Steve, Steve Willie Beeman, but I couldn't find it. So yeah. um, shout out to Willie. Yeah, so how this will work, we've got 32. We're doing a straight knockout bracket. Each of us was allowed to pick one uh, athlete to seed each, uh, and then the other 28 were done randomly. We'll each we'll have a chat about each athlete from each movie or TV show, and then we'll pick one to advance. There are four of us. So here you're saying, what's going to happen if it's a 2-2 tie? Well, I did plan ahead for that, and I got three of our most trusted and handsome Patreons to rank they weren't available (laughs) yes they weren't so we got (laughs) so he got he got three pieces of shit that listen to this show (laughs) uh to rank all 32 in order uh and then their ranks have averaged out and they're in a list so whoever's higher of the two people if we do have a tie will advance and those three guys were benny quags luke charles and matt coleman so we got a good mix of a basketball man with benny a gridiron man with luke and a big fan of espn 8 the ocho with coleman so we got all our bases covered (laughs) 
So we've got my number one seed, Shooter McGavin, up against Doddy Hinson from A League of Their Own. We've got Kenny Powers, Eastbound Down, Ricky Bobby, Jess Bammer from Bendit Life Beckham, Benny the Jet Rodriguez from Sandlot, Henry Rowengartner from Rookie of the Year against Lightning McQueen from Cars, Daniel LaRusso, Karate Kid, Paul Crew from the OG, Longest Yard, White Goodman from Dodgeball against Randy the Ram Robinson from The Wrestler, Joe Cooper from Basketball against Becky Icebox O'Shea from Sandlot, Tommy Conlon from Warrior against Stephen Willie Beeman, Rocky Balboa against Billy Hull from White Man Can't Jump, Air Bud against Jesus Shuttlesworth, Crash Davis against Forrest Gump, Billy Bob, from Varsity Blues against Rod Tidwell, Tim Riggins against Fulton Reed in what I think is the marquee matchup of round one, Shane Falco from the replacements against Thad Carlson from Blue Mountain State, Ricky Wild Thing Vaughan from Major League against Santiago Muniz from Goal, and Maggie Fitzgerald from Million Dollar Baby against Bobby Boucher. So my number one seed was Shooter McGavin. Neil, yours was Steeman Willie Beeman. Why did you pick him? Steeman Willie Beeman is just iconic. Him goes up against Pacino. Leads the Sharks to whatever title that thing was down there, which it wasn't the NFL. The, the Pantheon Cup. There you go. <laughs> and uh, he was good. He was good. I just, I loved the swagger. I loved everything about him. And he was pretty small. He was kind of doing Dak Prescott stuff before Dak mm. Prescott was a guy. If Dak, if Dak Prescott had a rap where he said he's got the ladies creaming. Yeah. I would be a like Dallas a Cowboys fan. Absolutely. It's just that got me. Um, and I'm get to work. Grayson, <laughs> you went with Bobby Boucher. Why'd you pick him? You got to talk about the most dangerous defensive player in football history. You know, if you <laughs> yeah. get on the wrong side Broke of Bobby Boucher, record. you might die. You yep. might die against Bobby Boucher, and that's that's something nice I like in my athletes. The, yeah. the fear that someone might die in a play. I got my big jug of water right here, so I hopefully am safe. And Nick, I didn't even ask you who your number well, one seed is. On. I, I put wanna, it in. I want to ask Grayson something first. Oh, yeah. Grayson, how do you feel about Neil wearing the Bobby Boucher jersey, even though BB is your number one seed? Mm. Look, I understand because my number one seed is, is is better, but it's a little bit of favoritism. I went out of my way to make sure I had a jersey of someone not represented. And that's, that's a professionalism nice big that a guy like me brings to a podcast like this. Yeah. What a nice guy. I guess that's what you can expect from a Channel 9 producer, you know? A Channel wow. 7 producer would do the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, actually. We just we take the easy way out here. Yeah, it's and good. Campo, I didn't even ask you. I just wrote Rocky down as your number one. Of course one. I went The Rock. Of course I did. He's the best character in the best sports movie ever. Well, that all remains... the great sports movie stuff that we're going to talk about in this bracket, it all got invented in Rocky. That's fine. Well, we will find out and let's get started. So part one, we will do round one. And obviously that's going to take the longest time. And then we'll be back a couple of days from now with part two, where we'll do the round of 16, the quarters, the semis and the final. So we're going to go from the top of the bracket. And first off, we've got Shooter McGavin against Neil, uh, a character who you rallied for the late inclusion of in Dottie Hinson from League of Their Own. Uh, no, it was one of the great movies, League of Their Own. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, so Tom Hanks, do you want to run the punters through it real quick if people haven't seen yeah, it? Yeah, so it's based on uh, when all the old fellas back in the, World War II went off to the war, so there's no baseball. So they put the Sheilas in, and uh, Dottie Hinson was just the superstar. She was a catcher. And uh, Tom Hanks was the coach. He was a drunk. Uh, Dottie had a jealous, jealous little sister. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell, she was in it. Um, Madonna got a run. It was a great time, but mate, Dana Davis. Davis, she was Dottie Hinson and she was just a superstar. She tall drink good, of water, tall drink of water, yeah. Dottie Hinson. A lot of range. Yeah, yeah. man, she'd do the splits to catch a foul ball, and life was good, you know. But my only issue with Dottie Hinson here is though that they lose at the end. She has the ball knocked out of her hands. Couldn't couldn't get it oh, done. Nah, mate, look at the message. I think she let her sister run over her, mate, to give her a win in life. Weak. Uh, she let it happen, mate. Well, like, family. like let's not waste, let's not waste time here. It's Shooter. Shooter McGavin's yes. taking this uh, one easily. Is anybody not voting for Shooter McGavin? I've, I've brought some statistics to the table. Okay, because <laughs> that's you. the kind of guy I am. Oh, now, point Dexter research, Waller over here. 
on old Dottie Hinson. She was based on an actual an actual player, okay, who averaged a one sixty four batting average, which is like Barry Bonds on steroids numbers. <laughs> who can compete with a one sixty four boys? How how does Shooter for Gavin? Beat a 164 batting average. It's incredible. Because this is Shooter's time. This is Shooter's tournament. This is Shooter's tournament. Yeah. I'm also being incredibly sarcastic. 164, yeah. that's <laughs> yeah, terrible. Yeah, that's very How bad. I was going to say. So I said she could compete with the boys, mate, back in those days, mate. Yeah, what? Little League World Series? Come on, those. <laughs> Shooter McGavin, I think, is the greatest villain of a sports movie. Bar none, shooter's, I think that shooter's good enough that every time you see that actor in another role, you're, you're like, like, oh, oh shooter. shooter McGavin. Yeah, mm. he should he should legally change his name to Shooter McGavin, like how Adrian Grenier or whatever his name is. So he should have shooter, changed. He should his have been Aquaman or Chase. Chase. Yeah. All right. Shooter so should we're do all, the same. Shooter's going through. This is Shooter's tournament. This is Shooter's tour, and he will be up against either Kenny Powers or Ricky Bobby. Yeah, so this is a this is what the punters came to see. Yeah, Powers v Bobby. This is a marquee matchup. Like in another world, either one of these blokes might have gone all the way. Eastbounder Down, like doesn't get the recognition today as much as some of the comedies that came out in the last decade or so. But a really funny show and a really, I think, a really great character in in the the, the peaks and troughs that he has in his career. And uh, I, I mean, I was thoroughly entertained by it. So Talladega Nights. Not one of my favorite Will Ferrell movies. I will say that. Well, that's dumb because it's the best one. Wow. wow. Yeah, right. I said it. Yeah, what? I said it. Better what? than Anchorman. Yes, better than Better Anchorman. than Step Brothers. Way better than Step Brothers. I'm this... anti Step Brothers. Oh. I do not think Step Brothers is funny. Grayson, step in here. He can't. He's all the oh. way in Orlando. What's he going to do to me? I used to like you, Camper. And then you said this. I know you're trying to get some waves on your podcast, but that's just, that's just disgraceful. I learned from you, bro. I'm going after yeah, the Yeah, I guess that is next, a good man. point. Like, I'm doing it all. <laughs> I don't think you can say that, but I think this is this is two hillbillies going at it, which I love to see. You know, mm. I live in America now, and I see this quite a bit. Two hillbillies just like fighting it off. Um, but I, I was thinking about Kenny Powers. Obviously, a short-term talent. You know, very good when he was younger, and and, and the world. I was trying to compare it to an NRL player. Is he like a Todd Carney? Maybe. Ooh, I that's, like that. That's yeah. That that was when you were saying. Before you even said Todd Carney, that's where my mind was going. Like that Kenny seems Powell's to be the, doing the great comp. One hundred percent, he's doing a bubbler. Just hilarious crimes. <laughs> Nothing that yes. really hurt anyone. Just funny yeah. stuff. Just funny Kenny stuff. Powers. Kenny Powers has one hundred percent been banned from his hometown. Oh yeah, he has. <laughs> that's one hundred percent happened. That's some real Western shit down in Goulburn. Like, have they got a sheriff down there? Wouldn't shock me. But uh... that's the that's the dream. Become the sheriff of Goulburn. <laughs> But let's, I maybe that's what Croker's going to do now he's retired. He's yeah, too nice yeah. to be the sheriff, Jared Croker. I, I think he could be, you know, hard but fair. Fair enough. Don't know if he's, he, he, he'd he, sack Todd Carney. He'd ban Tom Carney from Dalton. No, he wouldn't. They're like best They're mates. Best it's mates. The only, it's the only that. thing I don't like about Jared Croker. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm I'm voting for Kenny Powers. All right, Neil, who are you going? Kenny Powers gets my vote. Grayson? I'm, go- I'm bucking the trend. I'm looking at these shoot athletes and performance wise, Ricky Bobby is the better performer on the international stage. I'm going to take him. Well, I'm going, I, I'm going Ricky Bobby as well. Oh, we get to <laughs> I, 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 like Kenny, Kenny powers is great, but I don't even know if he was the funniest character on his own show. That's fair. I think Cal Norton Jr. was a better driver than Ricky Bobby. But Cal, Cal, Cal's not here today. I'm just saying, if you're not the best <laughs> guy in your, in your team, the ma- the ma- the magic, the magic man is not, is not on the bracket today. <laughs> well, I don't want to get, I don't, I, I kind of agree with Neil, but I also don't want to set the tone with that because Shooter McGavin is my number one pick and he famously is not the best golfer at the end of that movie. <laughs> so 
I've consulted the tiebreaker spreadsheet and the boys' combined ranking is putting Ricky Bobby through. Yeah, I thought wow. it was because he sort of he he gets through on on brand name recognition. A lot more people have seen Talladega Nights than would have seen um Eastbound and Down. Yep. Well, do yourself a favor, everyone else. Go watch Eastbound and Down. Great show. And and the shows he's done since the, the Vice Principals and um Righteous Gemstones also very, very good. It came it came along just a little bit before everybody could watch all That's the shows true. all the time. That's you know true, what I mean? Actually. Like it yeah, came yeah, along yeah. before streaming and all that. Mm. So a lot of people missed out, but Ricky Bobby, man, he's got the cougar in the back. Like that baby's just purring. It's That's true. as good as it gets. Well, Ricky Bobby moves on. As well. He's, he's prized Over the knife adversity. out with another knife. Yep. Okay. <laughs> We're into matchup number three and we've got Jess Bamra from Bandit Like Beckham against Benny the Jet Rodriguez from Sandlot. Two and, emerging and, talents. And well, I mean, the thing, Benny, Benny the Jet could have been on here a second time. I don't know the actor's name, but mm. Luis Mendoza from Mighty Luis Dubs. Mendoza. Did you guys see Bennett Like Beckham when it came out? I remember seeing it at the cinema and I thought it was was excellent. It was like one of the only VHS movies my school had. So right. on rain days, yeah. you just watched that. And maybe Cool Runnings, <laughs> they had taped over. You did go to a very poor school, Neil. That's public <laughs> school. <laughs> that was the only one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look, at the, look at these two private school boys lording it over <laughs> us, Neil. Don't respond to them. Don't engage Hold them. Hold on, mate. You had a full farm at your school. You can't say a word for <laughs> I earned my way in, though. That's yeah, good. you say... Bungard likes to talk about it like he was like... He went to school on the streets or something like that. Hurlston has a farm. Like, well, what are we doing here? The farmland is actually being sold off to build apartments. So, yeah. More money, more, more money in your back That's pocket, money talk, eh? baby. Yeah, anyway, I remember when Bendit, like Beckham came out, it, it was pretty culturally resonant. Like, I think it did did really well at the movies. I know that Beckham himself wanted to be involved with it at the end, but he wasn't available at the day, so they needed to get a cameo. So he didn't, he didn't want it bad enough. He didn't want it bad enough. But yeah. he I, I love this movie. He could have I mean, made the time. Probably, but, you know, it's you know, one of Kira Knightley's big breakout roles as well. But Love Kira Knightley. I thought this, this movie was, did uh, an early awakening yeah. meal. I felt better it was, but I thought this movie did a really good job of sort of like tying together the cultural stuff and the sports stuff. And obviously I'm a much bigger soccer fan than any of the three of you, but, uh, hey, Grayson's good. Oh yeah. Uh, but we'll throw I it over soccer. to, yeah, you love it. Uh, we'll, but we'll throw it over to the sandlot portion of the chat, Grayson. Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Tell me about it. You want to talk about a leader, especially at such a young age. That's, that, that's Benny the Jet, you know, and, and the whole film, you know, everyone knows he's the best player, you know, the rest of that, that team, you know, they're a bunch of goobers, let's be honest. A lot of kids in the team are goobers, but That's Benny Jet is the man. And then the end of the film, you see that he, he he makes it to the majors as well, which is which isn't a surprise, you know. This is a guy who who was always destined for great things. Uh and in my head, he is also Luis Mendoza. I think mm. I think he crosses over and he's I a agree. It's the same guy. player in my yep. head. Well, Luis Mendoza's high point in D3 was hooking up with the varsity captain's misses, and that's yep. better than playing for the LA Dodgers and stealing bases in the twilight of your career. Stealing hearts instead of stealing bases. Oh, <laughs> mate. He's doing, he's doing both, obviously. Yeah. Anyway, and so, like, when so, all the other kids so, were looking up the fireworks, Bungard, he was still playing. We yep. were always, we always going to get Benny the Jet in here from the Sandlot, but I want to give an honorable mention to the second baseman in that movie, Bertrand. <laughs> who at the end of the movie, when they're saying what happened to everyone, they're like, yeah, Ham became a wrestler and Benny the Jet plays for the Dodgers. Bertrand is just, he got really into the 60s and we never saw him again. Well, that's the Bertrand way of life. That's baby. the that's the sequel I want to see. I want to see how Bertrand went from playing baseball with the boys to just being an absolute Bertrand a hundred hippie burnout. Bertrand one hundred percent travels around the country watching The Grateful Dead uh, until he gets fucking stabbed in a parking lot yeah, somewhere. Yeah, hundred percent. That's hundred percent. Save me, Benny the Jet. Uh, I'm voting for Jess Bamra. 
Oh, you're on your own there, son, because I'm going on the jet. The yeah. jet cruise is through in this one for me. I because knew I'd be. Jess Bamra, Jess Bamra is great. That's a good movie or whatever. But that to me, that's Kira Knightley's movie. Like like Neil, it was a real awakening for me. Fair you know? point. So Jess, unlucky use the jet. Okay, team. we're moving on to probably the most controversial matchup. There's going to well, be. Hang some... on. What about Neil and Grayson? Do we? Oh, get they both gave me I a thumbs down when, when I, I said Jess Bamra. He knows the answer. Very good. I knew I was on an island. Sorry, I'll give you a raspberry this time. Yeah, that's fair. We are moving on to possibly the most controversial matchup. We have Henry Rowan Gartner from Rookie of the Year uh, up against Lightning McQueen from Cars. Both Neil and Campo yelled at me for including Lightning McQueen on the bracket in the first place. In like- our defense, we only did that because it's fucking stupid. Why is it stupid? Because he's a car. He's not a person. But a manufactured the, fucking vehicle. In the world of cars where they are sentient, he is an athlete. In the world of cars, cars where there are no people because the cars replaced us. So you haven't seen you're Rookie of the Year. You're cucked for the cars, bro. But you're Damn. going to vote for Henry Rowan Gardner out of spite. I haven't seen either of these movies. That's I'm true. picking the human over the car because Grayson, I'm a humanist with a beating heart. Please I'm back not a mechanic. me up here. I'm, I'm a Disney fan, Bunga, but I, I, I can't play that. It's a car. It's not a human. I'm sorry. It's just, it's just not. I can't believe this. Like, they're all cars, though. You've got to work within the confines of the universe, and he's the greatest athlete of all time in that universe. I'm he's not, no, though, I'm because not... athletes, are, athletes are natural things. Like, if I see a Ferrari go past, I don't say, wow, what a great athlete. Yes, because there's someone <laughs> driving the I'll... Ferrari. If the Ferrari I'll was sentient. Did, <laughs> can we start, start doing that? Can we start doing that? So, Bunga, wait, what car would you be? If you if we were in the car of universes, what would well, you be? He's a Toyota Corolla for sure. <laughs> Bro, I drive a fucking Corolla, so oh. it works out. That, work, that does work out. Um, have either of you seen Rookie of the Year, Neil and Grace? Yeah, I've, uh, I've, a thousand I, times counted again. I actually like Gary Busey's character, the Rocket. That's fair. But I actually my, have a story about Henry Rowan Oh yeah, I was on. at the at the Cubs Stadium recently. Yes. Got, so the first pitch. Yeah, that's right. Pretty pretty impressive. Um, and and my my joke of the day that I wanted to do is obviously Steve Bartman is uh is a hated person in Chicago Cubs history. So I made the joke that I was I wanted a Cubs jersey that said Bartman on the back. And uh, they did not laugh. They actually suggested to me that that was not a good joke. And they were like, maybe maybe we'd get you like a rookie of the year Bumgartner jersey. And I was like, oh, that's not as funny. But uh, still very talented player. And not a car. Not a car. Not a car. I do. We really can't stress that enough. You would have thought that winning a World Series might have like smoothed that things over, but the, but the Bartman stuff is still a very sore point for a lot of people out there. Um, I do love, by the way, that so Thomas Ian Nicholas, who plays Henry Rowan Gardner, I was also played Kevin in the American Pie films. They've brought him back to throw the first pitch at like six different Cubs games. Like they just bring him back every couple of years to throw it out. I do love that Americans get around their fictional athletes and embrace them like they, they actually did the things in real life. Uh, did you throw a strike when you threw the first pitch? High strike, high strike, but yes. You reckon they give it to you? All right. Well, that's should good. Have, should have bounced him. <laughs> oh, come, come, around, come around the wicket like you're Mitch Johnson 2013-14 and just fucking I can't rip lie. It. I was a bit nervous about throwing a first pitch in a big baseball stadium. So I was mm. like practicing some throws with our big E. Um, and then they called us onto the pitch and I didn't know. So I've thrown the pitch. Big E's been walking off and I've missed his scone by like one centimeter. Jeez. And I really threw that. I really threw that ball. So I nearly killed someone before my first pitch. So that was nice. Not what you want. How's big E's arm? 
Uh, he didn't throw it. I think by the size of him, though, you can expect that it would have gone for a strike right through home plate. Bro, he's, his arms are so big, though. I wonder if he can like get the flexibility required just to throw a ball <laughs> He could, shot put, he could like, shot put it in there at 100 miles an hour. That's true, actually. That'd be he- – bro, imagine him spinning on the mound and just like fucking <laughs> pushing it down. Wouldn't mind that. So I've, It's funny, I've, man. When I, was, when I was in the States, you see people at baseball games and they've got gloves or whatever trying to catch – foul balls and all i looked on them with nothing but contempt i was like you can't catch it barehanded you don't they lose their it, minds right? when someone does a barehanded play in baseball i know and i was like it's, it's got to be so easy but then when we were in boston we were right near foul ball territory yeah. and someone did a big top edge and it whipped in just behind us and i was like i could not catch that in a million yeah years. i had the exact i had literally so quick like, literally the exact same experience hey we were sitting down the the first baseline at, or- at orioles park and i was like the same thing as you. i was like why do they all have gloves and then yeah someone chopped one foul and i've never seen a ball move that fast in my life so quick anyway lightning mcqueen's out i'd slash his ties if i could yep very like i've already advanced heavy ground gartner on, on the bracket unfortunately but uh we move uh next up daniel larusso against paul wrecking crew now nick this is of course the og paul wrecking crew not the remake because we'll have our adam sandler character on the bracket later i've only seen the remake i've seen it several times but i've only seen the remake talk to me about the og the OG, I, it's not as good as the remake. It's a little bit more self-serious. Paul Wrecking Crew is a lot less likable. He um, commits domestic assault in the oh, first 10 minutes oh. of the movie. <laughs> Goes to jail and then, you know, brings all the all the crims together. I just wanted some longest yard representation. I do feel there. like you only, this was a very cynical pick by you to try and get us to chat about the Sandler movie. <laughs> Well, mate, I ha- we had to do something that, like, I feel like for guys our age, that's an iconic. It's a fantastic sports movie. movie. Perhaps the iconic sports movie. Like, he broke it my nose, and I think he made him shit himself and all that. That's the good stuff. Bro. We could have just put Cheeseburger Eddie on the bracket. Well, Cheeseburger Eddie, we probably should have actually. In, in hindsight, in, in hindsight, do you know, like, let, let, let's just let's just sack off Paul Crew, the OG, <laughs> and Crew's out. Okay, Cheeseburger Eddie's in. He, I don't think he's getting through regardless, but Cheeseburger Eddie's in. Matt, Matt, you were obviously before before. You became a WWE wrestler. You were the biggest WWE fan I knew. So, getting all those wrestler cameos in this movie—how uh, many times did you rewatch this movie when you were a kid, mate? It was—it was the best. Goldberg, Nash playing with his nipples, uh, <laughs> the great Carly being in there. There was there was all the heavy hitters, which was great. Stone Cold says some wild stuff in there too. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, a good point. yeah, he sure you couldn't does. do it today. You couldn't do you that. Couldn't today. say it today. But that line, I think I saw a meme recently of Christian McCaffrey, and it's the line where he goes, that's how a white guy runs the football. Yes. <laughs> that's an iconic line. It is. For better or worse. Well, he's supposed we to be a bad guy. Until he runs into Swatowski, played maybe. by your friend and mine, Bob Sapp. Oh, oh, big Bob oh, big Sapp, boy. the king, bro. Yeah. So, Nick, very eyes up footy from you to, to get Longest Yard on the bracket. But we haven't talked about Karate Kid at all, and – Cobra Kai as a result, which in my opinion is one of the best new shows of the last few years. And the original Karate Kid movie is absolutely iconic. See, see, here's the issue. The hard thing is because of Cobra Kai is so fresh in the mind, my opinion of Daniel LaRusso has That's changed. True. That's true. The show, you think he's the hero, but now you look back and actually he's he's the heel of the movie. Man, he sucks. Daniel LaRusso sucks. Um, so it's hard to like separate it. But as a film, I think LaRusso as a as a karate expert is 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 high up there. I yeah. feel like Cobra Kai has embarked in like decades long gaslighting of turning everyone against Daniel LaRusso. And I think it came from I think it was a pretty popular thing for a while to say, yeah, I'm actually more into William Zabka 
in the in the Karate Kid films than I am into Larusso. You know, well, that, that was a whole just... that was a whole bit on Barney Simpson's Bucks Night in, in How I Met Your yeah. Mother, if you remember. He gets. I get, do, I yeah. do. That's that's kind of what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? But like Larusso, like it's still Larusso's movie. It's still Larusso's story. You know, and Billy mm. Zabka. I'm sorry, I will not watch Cobra Kai because I don't want it. I don't want him to be sympathetic. He that's deserved it. to get kicked in the face. He deserved to lose the Hill Valley Karate Tournament. Mm. I'll never respect him. I'm voting LaRusso. I'm also voting LaRusso. Is anyone going for cheeseburger out of here? It ain't easy being cheesy. It's not. That's true. But uh, yeah, Daniel LaRusso advancing. And now we're going to go real both ends of the spectrum here with a hilariously slapstick movie in Dodgeball with White Goodman and one of the best sports movies of all time with Randy the Ram Robertson in The Wrestler. Bit of a different vibe there. Yeah. Dodgeball's a fun sports movie. The Wrestler is an incredible movie that's about a sport. Yeah, I remember seeing The Wrestler originally and just being blown away. Grayson, again, as, as a wrestling guy, what, what were your first memories of that film? I think we were probably, what, like 18, 19 when that came out? Yeah, probably. And, and as a fan at the time, it was it was crazy seeing a wrestling movie being so prominent, you know, like an, an Oscar-worthy film type mm. of thing. So that was strange. But now watching it back, I watched it maybe two years ago or so. Being a wrestler now, it's like it's got a bit of a different vibe because obviously it's not him at his best, which most sports movies are about the players at their best. But this mm. is him after his career where I've been at shows with legends, you could say it, you know, not not where I am now, but in the past. And it's kind of sad to see where they didn't have anything else in their life. Everything mm. was about this performance and they could never like give it up, basically. There's that, I know the feeling of when you walk out in front of that crowd, like, I know the feeling, the adrenaline rush that is. And it's like, it's like a drug that is unbeatable. And and the fact that he can't give it up and you, you kind of have that ending too, where you have like the Sopranos ending of you're not really sure what happened at the end. Is it a happy ending? Is it a sad ending? But I, I like how realistic it is. And I've heard a lot of wrestlers say similar that this is exactly what it is like being mm. a professional wrestler. Cause you've got the, you've got both aspects of you, you read and you hear all the time about athletes that in any sport, they really struggle with their life after after it's all over. You get footy players hanging on too long. You get basketball, all those guys hang on to. And then the other aspect is you mentioned there, this this isn't a happy movie. There is an ending, but even at its happiest ending, it's not like a big rosy story that all gets tied together. There is no redemption for him in this movie. It's just like, at best, he's come to an acceptance of where he is in his life. And that's not something you get in sports movies very often at all and to, to me it's 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 right up there as one of the best sports movies i've ever seen couldn't couldn't agree more um mm. i think the it's probably the best sports movie that's about a fictional person but dodgeball might be it might be my most re-watched sports <laughs> movie you know even 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 more than rocky i feel like i watch dodgeball like once a week from the age of 12 <laughs> till about 15 like i love dodgeball and what good man just fastballs every every scene every line Stiller, just steals oh, the bro, show. Just chew- chewing on that scenery, like eating it for lunch. <laughs> it's as good as it gets. I mean, the Globo Jim Cobra is a almost oh. unbeatable. Like, how do they lose that? How do they lose? With- There's a bylaw, obviously. Chuck Norris. Yeah, they, they should have won, man. Like, yeah. they've got Blade, they've got Laser, they've got Blazer. Blade, Laser, Blazer is one of the OG like lines you'd say all the time when you were just obnoxiously quoting movie quotes with your mates for no reason. That that's and the a... best dodgeball player in the world too, Franz Stelinovoshkovich Davidovsky. <laughs> you did a good job. I wrote that, that down. Did nice. you? I've re- research. Look at you, and Matt. As probably the only person that was rooting for the Globo Jim Cobras in that movie, how do you feel about White Goodman? I- I'm a big fan, and the crazy thing is, I don't know. If, have you bought? You boys have seen Heavyweights too? 
I yes. assume. He basically yeah. plays the same character. He, he plays the same character twice, but now all of a sudden he plays... The only difference is he plays Dodgeball now. Yeah. Um, but this is one of those films where, like, you don't like the villain, but they're so fun and entertaining mm. that you can't help but enjoy them over any other character in the film. And I guess that's something that I respond to, too. I'm not necessarily a very nice guy, but my aim is to go out there and be entertaining and make sure people have a good time. And I think that's why Dwight Goodman is is one of the best sports movie personalities of all time. All right. So Dwight Goodman even. Bungard, you have, like, there's a memorable scene in Dodgeball where White Goodman inflates his codpiece to make it look like he's got a bigger dick. Bungard, you've got experience with that. Yeah. Was it good to see representation? It was nice to see that. I've got to tell you, it it doesn't fool anyone, unfortunately. (laughs) All right. I'm voting for Randy the Ram. Neil, who are you voting for? It's the first one. Uh, Randy the Ram. uh, Uh, Yeah, it's iconic. Grayson? I've got to go. There's only one wrestler on there, so I'm going to go Randy the Ram as well. All right. And Campo, it's academic, but. 4 0, Randy the Ram. Clean sleep. Dodgeball, great movie. Possible, Sorry, possible Cinderella story for the Ram. Could be. Could be. That's a juicy Ram Jam. Round to see. Ram Jam. All right. So you mentioned your most rewatched sports movie with Dodgeball. Up next, we have probably mine with Basketball and Joe Coop Cooper. Up against Becky Icebox O'Shea. Uh, Grace, you're, you're, you're one of the biggest Little Giants fans that I've ever met. I'm not like Camp hasn't seen Little Giants, for example. So tell us a little wow. bit about it. Well, it's basically a story about, I guess, peewee football. You know, looking at like primary school kind of age kids. Um, and it's about there's this this one team in town. They win every year. I think uh, Ed O'Neill's the coach. He is. And it's extremely difficult to get in the team because Ed O'Neill doesn't pick the Goobers. So far so, in fact, that he doesn't even choose his niece, who is a machine, by the way, the Icebox. Mm-hmm. So then Rick Moranis gets this bunch of Goober kids all together and forms this second team in in, in the town. And now the, the, the top team has to play the Goober team. And uh, Icebox is like, the player, even though she's a girl, which is, I guess, even with a lot of sports films, you don't see necessarily the girls playing with the guys. I guess mm. that's more of like a Disney kids film type of thing. But she doesn't just play against them. She's like feared. She's feared around the town because of how crazy she is, how how intense she is on the field. Uh, and she puts some big hits on. Bit of a bit of a towards the end spoiler that she goes and tries to become a cheerleader to get guys, mm. which is which is terrifying that she's just going to give up the football career for that. How long is this she movie? comes back? <laughs> no, it's like it's full. This it's is like full. a mini. It's this is like a mini series worth of plot. Like it's this a fantastic is a movie going on. It, it, it's it's. I remember being sick from school one week, and this was the VHS we'd hide out from video yeah. at the time. And I watched this movie like ten times in a week. One, Grayson, I'm, su- I'm surprised. I'm surprised you respond to this movie so much because you hate goobers. You have no respect for them. But I this, know, is, but this is a movie. This is a it, movie where the goobers win. But I will say they bring in some big. Junior Floyd gets brought in the quarterback, and once they have him in the team. The, the game changes. An ice box, not a goober. Get the goobers out of here. Yeah, Can I, yeah I, get them out. We'll get some I, good players in. I have one very random piece of trivia from this movie. So you just mentioned Junior Floyd. The actor that plays Junior Floyd goes on to play Eminem in the video clip for Stan. Oh, so he plays Stan in the that. video clip. Yeah, very weird. Very what, the weird guy writing the note? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's Junior Floyd from Little Giants. So well, so, so Little Giants really was the peak for him. Yeah. Like after that, he's like spiraled out. No, of I think, listen no, I think to, he's... Listened to, he listened to Kim a few too many times. Like things really went off the rails. I think he's in a bunch of horror movies and shit. But anyway, um, and then on the other side, we've got Nick Basketball, a movie we quote endlessly. The 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 and the Dally Messenger of baseball himself, Joe Coop Cooper. Inve- inv- invented a sport so he'd be good at something. We can all relate. You never expect movies like this to get good reviews, but I'm still shocked that like, we meet people that haven't seen this film because it's just got everything you want from a stupid sports movie. It's got 
hilarious jokes, a, a dumb sport that they just invent. And then like, just, uh, you know, as far as plots go, it's very linear, but you know, it, it does the job. And it's, it's a movie that you can just put on any day, anytime and just have a good time. Cult classic, not bestseller. This is a great movie for me when I've got the Sunday scaries after being on the piss for two days and mm. like the demons are starting to get in. You throw on basketball and they all they all run away. I, Did you guys ever try and play basketball? That was literally going to be my next younger? my next question because but at, it never worked. It never worked. None of us are none of us is funny as Matt Stone and Trey Parker. And also, like even if you even like the kids in it in your social group that were good at basketball, like no one makes enough shots for the game to like work properly. So it just ends up. <laughs> like, on, who were the who were the kids you were playing with? Like no, but like when you try to hit like the, shots, the, isn't that hard? The, the, mate, I've seen you play basketball. If you're more than two feet away from the hoop, it's not going in. That's where it's, mate. Ooh, find well, an answer. Find an well, answer. I, unfortunately for you, you can't post someone up in basketball. So that's, I don't know how can. that's going to... You definitely can't. Like, mate, you that's, watch... the ultimate, that's the ultimate side. Entire... Back to down. That, that is it. The entire point of the film is that they hate playing actual basketball. So they invent a sport where it's just shooting without basketball. Mate, I'll flip. I'll You'd be fucked, for, mate. You I'll would vote be... for Becky, whatever right. her name is, O'Shea, in a second. <laughs> oh, you, you're not careful. All right, I'm sorry. I, I am voting for Joe Coop Cooper. Neil. It's Icebox for me, baby. Grayson? As much as I'd love to vote for the Icebox, she's playing elementary school football, you know? <laughs> Coop is out there on an international level. I, I'm going to go Coop here. I'm also going Coop. That, was, right. an empty, that was an empty threat before. <laughs> I could never turn my back on Coop. I was worried. Coop goes through and he will play either Neil's one seat in Steam and Willie Beeman or a character from a movie that I only watched recently, Nick, because you told me to, in Tommy Conlon from Warrior. So Warrior, I think one of the ones that's probably the least known amongst people listening to this. Talk to me about it because it well, is a no, great movie. Like, there's a one seat in here, so let's start with them. Neil, you tell us about Steam and Willie Beeman. Just an iconic sports character. He's come through undersized, but he's got that flair. He's got that rebellion to him. He's got the music video gets all the girls, but then strikes up, becomes a leader, turns things around, and him and Al Pacino get it done. And he's just iconic. You know Stephen Willie Beeman. You know the number 13 from the Miami Sharks, man. Did did he invent the dual-threat quarterback as we know it today? Well, he came out before Michael Vick was the thing. It's true. How do you Some think, would say Randall you, Cunningham at the Philly Eagles back in the day, but, mate, no one did it like him. How do you think Tony D'Amato and Stephen Willie Beeman went at that new expansion team in Albuquerque? Ooh, not well. I don't think, do think they made, did, like, did, did they make it to the Pantheon Cup at least? I think they might have made it and lost the Pantheon Cup, yeah. But, you know, it was a good Tom Brady situation. The old, com, you know, the Drew Bledsoe type character in, ahead of him takes over. And as far as the movie goes, it's it's pretty it's, good. Oh, it's all a the fantastic Stones, movie. A bit, a bit different, but they hit the concussion stuff early. The NFL was too happy about it all, but life was good. Mm. Uh, Life was good back in the 90s before we believed in concussion. A a simpler time. Leave with your head. Uh, No, he's he's outstanding. And um, yeah, a bit of some scenes in that movie. Cameron Diaz, good Cameron Diaz in that movie as well. Mm. There's the good Charlton Heston cameo where he's talking about Cameron Diaz and he goes, I honestly believe that woman would eat her young. (laughs) Yeah. I've just well, looked up. I've just looked up the team names from any given Sunday, and there's some absolute rippers. So there's the Albuquerque Aztecs, who have got mm-hmm. Beeman and Damato, the California Crusaders, the Chicago Rhinos, the Colorado Blizzard, the Dallas Knights, the Houston Cattlemen, the Kansas Twisters, the LA Breakers, the Miami Sharks, the Minnesota Americans. That's the laziest team name I've ever heard. <laughs> okay. The New York Emperors, the Oregon Pioneers, the Orlando Crushers. Grayson, are you the Orlando Crushers number one ticket holder? Uh, yeah, I actually went and saw them play uh, last year, and uh, there was three people there, so they're not doing too well. 
Oh. <laughs> you took your mates Trinidad and Tobago with you. Yeah. <laughs> the San Francisco Knights, the Seattle Prospects, the Texas Rattlers, the Washington Lumbermen, and the Wisconsin Icemen. Terrible. A lot mate. of Pacific Northwest, a lot of that West Coast up there. I was gonna, they, 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 love, they, they, they love the, they, mate, the Pantheon. I tell you what, mate, the, the Aztecs versus the Prospects, there's no love lost there. Mm. Oof. Definitely not. Uh, and then obviously the, the Inches speech is one of the best scenes in any sports movie. Yeah, but yeah. Willie Beeman doesn't give that know, speech. But I'm just saying, we're just talking about how great any given Sunday is as a, as a whole. But um, and Pacino's not going to get on the on the list here. But no, Willie Beeman, he's iconic for me. He's stuck to the test of time. But Warrior could be one of my favorite sports movies of all time. I think Warrior is the best sports movie since The Wrestler. And yeah, I think it's the, it's the it's the last sort of old school sports movie where there's the underdog and they end up winning the big game at the end. You know, it's, Ooh, it's, it's it, it does it does follow the classic sports movie pattern when Irish Brendan Conlon somehow taps out Koba. Where were you when that happened? Oh my god, greatest day of my life. Koba, mm. the greatest of all time, mate, the best ever. And then he fights his brother Tommy Tom Tommy Conlon in in the in the final of Sparta for the $5 million prize and he fucks his shoulder and they walk out together as brothers and all that. And it's like schmaltzy and paint by numbers. But when you execute that, well, it really works. And it's done well with the relationship with the dad, Nick Nolte puts in a real good performance. It's a bit of, it's um, it's good. And, and it's got yeah. that little, that ending that you mentioned before Bungard of not too sure what's going to happen. Here. Does he get arrested? Oh, Tommy. Reed. Because they're waiting. They're waiting to arrest him. Right? Mm. He 100% gets arrested. Hmm. Like it, you can't, you can't just say, look, he was just in a great fight. Let him, let him go free him. No. Like, uh, if I had the gavel, he would be free, but it's not up to me. Uh, Gr- Grayson, did you enjoy the performance of Kurt Angle as the undefeated Russian superstar Koba? One thing that you can say about Kurt Angle is he has had some big movie roles <laughs> and usually it's just the same thing. Just get him to talk as, as less, less as possible. Uh, but he looked terrifying. And the one thing that I like about warrior, it's very gritty and like, I guess very realistic to what MMA kind of is. You know, sometimes with the the MMA movies, they kind of spruce it up and that type of thing. But uh, I like the warrior was so gritty and real. Yeah, it's a really good movie. It's just unfortunate that the random the brackets thrown him up against Stamen Willie Beeman here. You've got to question how those two brothers are in this competition. Is this really <laughs> the best sixteen in the world? And some high school teacher couldn't break you know a winning record well, and no, some I, I, no Irish 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 Brendan Conlon got in because of a late injury replacement and Tommy yeah. Reardon got in there was no one there else was available no one else in the world no one else in the world he had to fight Cobra not only did he have to fight Cobra he also had to fight Orlando Midnight Lee played by Anthony Rumble Johnson RIP who wants to fight that guy definitely not you know what though it's in true sports movie fashion put me in the final and anything can happen and Tommy Tommy Reardon got in because of the viral video of him flogging the bloke at the gym Mad Dog Grimes yeah Mad Dog Grimes that's the bro that's the Kimbo Slice story that's how Kimbo got into the USC very realistic this was like a documentary the the one thing I wondered about Rumble's character was like how did they stop him from like hitting people for real? Mate, he's they just that good an money, actor. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm putting Beeman through. Any objections? I'm voting, I'm voting for Tommy Ridden, but that's just out of respect. We're we're down to the second half of the bracket. I watched Rocky this morning for the very first time, Nick. What'd you think? It was great. Fantastic. I told you. I never doubted that Rocky was good. It's just a movie I never saw, but I watched it today because because I'm a journalist and a professional. Uh he's playing Billy Hoyle from White Men Can't Jump. So I've talked about Rocky at length many times now. Grayson, Neil, what are your, like R- Rocky, were you Rocky guys growing up? What are we talking about here? I'm more of a recent Rocky guy where 
you know, some of the newer movies came back and I had to go back in time to go through them type of thing. So it wasn't from a, as a kid, but a, a newfound respect, you could say. Yeah, we grew up big boxing house. Um, yeah, the old man, Italian background. So we had a bit of a rocky story in Condor Park, you know, in the hard streets. So for us, it was a big, big going on. Um, Apollo Creed, you know, he's great. You gotta have, you gotta have your combatant. You gotta have, you know, the enemy. And I think the the two of those two together. Uh, but Rocky, what a guy! Can you do the accent, Campo? Can you do the good Rocky? Not, not a good Rocky. I can do a loud Rocky. Mm. Oh, you want oh. me to fight the fight? I'll fight the big fight. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm not that good at it. Mm. And I have Paulie. Is he the brother-in-law and just calling him a bum? Like the bums is the biggest put down you could ever hear about in that generation. It's true. You call someone a bum, them's fighting words. He passed very recently, that actor. The one Bert Young, yeah. yeah. Like what Grayson was talking a little bit about with Warrior, I think comes through with Rocky 1. Like you watch that and that's a, a like human drama that just happens to have sport at its center. Um, but like I said before, all the good things about sports movies, like the, the, un, the, the underdog somehow getting a million to one shot and either winning or doing himself proud, uh, montages, all the great little things that we love about sports movies, Rocky invented literally all of them. And some of them Rocky perfected. Like there is not a better montage than there is in Rocky, than the ones in Rocky four. Mm, That's yeah. the best. That's the apex of that art form. You know what I mean? Do you have a favorite of the series, Nick? Rocky three. Yeah. Rocky three, because I feel like the first two Rocky movies are great character dramas that happen to be about sport. And then Rocky four and Rocky five. And then the Creed movies a little bit as well are more like a little bit more cartoonish, a little bit louder, a little bit like closer to a superhero movie than, than a human drama, which is great too. But Rocky three has got the best, the two, the two sides of that. There's the human stuff when he's talking to Apollo and he's scared of Clubber Lang. And then there's also the scene where he fights Hulk Hogan, you know, it's great stuff all around. Rocky, Rocky is the best sports movie, movie character of all time. Like this entire bracket is a waste of time. Cause we got the rock here. Billy Hoyle's great. White man can't, white man can't jump. White man can't jump is a really good movie. Woody Harrelson's got a nice jump shot. Him and Sidney Dean pulling off schemes, great stuff. But the rocks steam rolling here. This is a round one knockout. Would either of you like to talk about White Man Can't Jump before we move on? The one thing I enjoy about it, Bungard, you look like a TikTok guy, so I know you're on your TikTok all the time. But I love that a new thing on TikTok is basically White Man Can't Jump in real life where really nerdy white guys dress up ridiculously, go to mm. basketball courts in, in random gyms and stuff, mm. and just start schooling guys because obviously they don't take them seriously. Then they come out and start hitting threes in their face and talking trash. And I love that the whole vibe of White Man Can Jump is still kind of uh, around in a new viral kind well, that, of that was the That was the – I mean, I don't know how much money he made, but that, that was the professor's whole bit for a while there, if you remember him. Is, is he still going yeah. around? The end one. He, he would be. He would be. Yeah. Did anyone see the new White Man Can't Jump? No. Yeah, I didn't get through it, Campo. I didn't start it. Couldn't do it. Yeah, couldn't do it, couldn't I, do it to Billy and Did over though. halfway. It wasn't for me. Yeah, I like that we're all pretty uniformly against remakes most of the time. So apart from Longest Yard. Yeah, well, different story. I mean, you're going to put in, you know, stack it full of wrestlers. It's going to be a good movie. That's right. <laughs> it's, what those, yeah. it's what those eggheads down at the Academy Awards don't understand. <laughs> Just need it's more fair. wrestlers in the background and the movie will be better. Now we move on to the only movie I haven't seen on the bracket. Which is Air Bud up against Jesus Shuttlesworth from Here Go Again. How have you not seen Air Bud? You're no. super weird about dogs. No, I I like my dog. I, well, that's not weird. Someone likes their dog. Your dog, very unathletic. Link, very unathletic. <laughs> Could not play any type of sport. That's true. A stupid dog. 
He's very handsome. How bad are the kids in this high school comp that they a dog, to a dog? Is, is put yeah. in the way? How's, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Who wins Who wins one-on-one, Airbud versus Team Wolf? Surely Team, Team Wolf. Wolf. You got to go team. Oh, Oppo- opposable thumbs. They're tough to beat. That is tough to beat. Has anyone got any big airbud takes before we talk about he got game? So obviously my dog Gary, I dunked on on this little fuck recently. Like he he's terrible. So they're <laughs> he not can, all that He good. can jump though. He can jump quite high. My question is is I haven't watched all the films. I'm pretty sure there's like 19 now. But mm. like, is it the one dog airbud who's also plays football and soccer and volleyball? Yeah, the golden receiver. Is yeah. it Bud? Because if that's the case. <laughs> He's winning the whole bracket. This one dog plays every sport, or is there just one bud? That's a great question. Um, I, I'm genuinely not sure. If I know the lifespan of dogs, I was yeah, going to say the original, the original airbud. If, if he's still hanging years. on, then I don't know. I'm on the Wikipedia for the airbud series right now, and all the castings say various golden retrievers. Okay, so yeah, yeah. but it's the character. Is the character of the Bud? Same character. Oh, I don't. Is I haven't the same seen. Character in all I haven't the films? seen the four hundred. Why are there so many? Hang on, so, hang on. Neil, have, you, have, you, have you seen Air Bud before? Neil, have you seen Air Bud? I've seen Air Bud, the the original, the basketball one. I'm not talking about the other shit. The basketball. Okay, one. you're the only one here that's seen Air Bud, so you've got to decide. Well, can we talk about he got game for a minute? Yeah, yeah, we will. No, I Jesus mean, Shuttlesworth. I mean, no, no, no. I mean, is okay, it? I'll is, decide before we get into it. No, 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 no. I mean, is it? Is Air Bud? Is the Airbud that's in all the different movies the same Airbud, or no. is it different Airbuds? No, it's like, different. Okay. It's the same dog. Yeah. No, no so name like, like Bud. There's some but, questions. So like, have. what camp? To to to. Oh, you're, so camp, you're saying okay? No, so no. So here's this, so in James Bond, in right? Season. James Bond is different actors, but it's the same character. Camper's asking. Oh, right. It's obviously different dogs, but is it the same in the Airbud universe? Is it the same one dog in all the movies? Oh, I don't want to get Airbud any points here, but I reckon <laughs> at least in the first two where he goes from dominating on court to then being a golden receiver, mm. it might be the same Bud. Golden oh, receiver is such a pop. Yeah, and then <laughs> will, I will, will I will say that it's a great title. <laughs> yeah, and then there's a there's a soccer there's a soccer one called World. How Cup does he play soccer? And a, soccer? <laughs> and a baseball one called Seventh Inning Fetch. And those yeah. are all fantastic names. Does I'm not he gonna... play? Does he play ice hockey? Because that's the one I want to see. There's a, I want to know. If the there's dog a volleyball there. one called Airbud Spikes Back. See, volleyball, I can actually see a dog being all right because all I have to do is jump and knock it down. Well, that's what he does in, no, in, no, in no, the no, basketball. No. How can a dog be good at volleyball? Because he's got to jump and knock it down. That's all he's got to do. But just, why don't they just ISO defend Airbud in basketball? Like, who's coaching the other team? <laughs> that's it's, true. You know what he's going to do? He's going to hit the nose and he's going to get it in from three. Just knock it away. How hard is it? Uh, Evidently a lot oh. harder than it seems. But uh, Jesus Shuttlesworth would shut him down if it was one on one. Oh, hundred percent. This movie, okay, do that yeah. well at the box office. But Camper, you've obviously seen He Got Game. Yeah, of course I have. It's 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 the great lost sports movie of our time. Like mm. it's a it's a it's a little bit heavy. It needs to get cut down a little bit. It needs a rap soundtrack, not a jazz soundtrack. It just needs a couple of little changes, and it's one of the best sports movies ever. It's a real missed well, opportunity. Ray Allen. A remarkably credible performance as Jesus Shuttleworth. Mm. If you just thought he was an actor who was a who could play basketball a little bit, you'd believe it. You know, didn't think Ray had it in him. There you go. And Denzel, who you know brings the best out in Ray Allen. Ray Allen goes head to head with Denzel in a couple of scenes, and this guy's just playing basketball. But I mean, Jesus Shuttleworth, he was LeBron before LeBron. Like the amount of talk around this kid. I know, and like straight from high school, straight from Coney Island away. I know, right to right to big state university. You know, big, big, win, big win for big state. 
I always the the NBA nicknames on the back of jerseys that they do a couple of times a season mm. always it's a bit overdone now, but I always thought it was so cool when Ray Allen had yeah, it was sick. It was great. Yeah, that was, that was dope. Back when he's at the Heat, yeah. I oh, I I don't think he ever did it at the Celtics. It might have just been at the Heat. How much mm. pressure are you putting on a kid naming him Jesus? Yeah, a lot of pressure with a name like Jesus. I think it's fair to say. It's tough. It's a tough. It's a tough thing to carry. You know, it's a really tough is. thing to carry. You know who else was named Jesus? Is the guy in the Big Lebowski? Yeah, great and, movie. Um, he had some run-ins with the law, didn't he, Neil? <laughs> One of the great scenes of the um, Spanish version, the Gypsy Kings version of Hotel California, when he's uh, he's dancing to the beat. And uh, but we've worked out bowling's not a sport, just a recreation. Mm. Um, although there should be a movie made about that guy. The look. What does he say? Who do you think you are? I am. Pete Weber. Pete Weber. Is there 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 enough outside of that to support a movie, though? No, but you've got that, though. Well, I'd love to hear the background. We'll just make it up. This Mm. is fictional. Loosely based on. Um, But he got game, Campo. It's very Spike Lee. So all those themes you're talking about, the jazz and the darker stuff and, um, you know, the adult actresses in there. But, um, mate, it's it's one of the greats. Yeah. Uh, Shuttlesworth's going through for me. Yeah. Airbud, oh, sorry, oh, I'm, I'm putting, I'm putting down Airbud. No, if we no, can verify, there. Grayson, if we can verify that it's the same Bud in every single movie, then okay. my, the best of all time. My issue is, how many humans have you seen play basketball? A lot. How many dogs have you seen playing basketball? This is Just, a very impressive act. It's a fair point. It is impressive. I vote for Airbud, but not although not... Grayson, you just said that Becky Icebox I was about, that was about get it to done say. on the big stage. This guy's playing some junior high school shit, but he's oh, a yeah. dog. Kids That's incredible <laughs> for a dog to do that. If Airbud got, if Airbud got to the NBA, in Airbud, there's no rule stopping a dog playing basketball, but there is a rule here. Yep. He's I'm, out. Um, he's out. He's not well, making it. He's it doesn't not matter. There's no depth to his character. What yeah. else is he? He just plays basketball and that's it. What's he his motivation? Like, it's true. Um, Did he overcome adversity? No. Parents has bought him. It's true. Shuttlesworth moves on. Uh, Nepo, moot point. Nepo baby. Moot point. The winner's playing Rocky anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, next up, we have the only... It's just quite remarkable these two matched up each other in the random number generator because it's the one exception to both the rules of it has to be a sports movie and it can't be based on real events. I had no idea that Bull Durham was based on real events, but Crash Davis is here and Forrest Gump is not a sports movie, but we had to have the dual sport athlete on I the think, bracket. I think Crash Crash Davis and Bull Durham, I think it's inspired by true Okay, so we're, we're in the clear. Than, I, think, I think he's in he's in the clear. What a fantastic movie. Very good movie. What I love about Crash Davis is, co- I don't know what it Costner does, but he ju- he moves like a baseball catcher does. There's something about the way he moves. Like he, ju- he, ju- he just gets around like those, like those fellas do. You compare that to Tim Robbins as Luke, Luke, Luke Lanouche, like mm. performs the well, ro- the role well, cannot throw, cannot throw. Like he's, he gets this story out here that like, oh, he was practicing and he threw his elbow out. That's why. His throwing motion is so poor, but feeding him. Check it out on YouTube. Like people do not throw like that. I'm taking yeah. Grayson Waller on, on the mound at Wrigley Field <laughs> over Nuke Lanouche any old day of the week. But isn't that part of what he does when he looks away, he closes his eyes, and he's just this raw talent that has no control in life nor on the mound? <laughs> There's a metaphor in there, Neil. Well, that it, was beautiful. Wow. Well, it's good work, Neil. But that's why I love this movie because, again, it, it, it's it's obviously not as sad as, as the wrestler or not probably not as gritty as Rocky, but it's the same sort of vibe where it's like the central character of this movie. You know, he's never going to make it. You know, that the end, this, this doesn't end with him winning the world series and making it back to major league baseball or anything like that. You know, that the best thing he can hope for is to try and help, help nuclear Lelouch come through 
and develop whilst he's at the back end of his career. And I think that he ends up finding some peace with that at the end. There's that great scene I think on the bus where he just talks about he was there. You know, he was there he was for a week. Yeah. Yeah. He was just there. And it makes you feel a little bit. Well done. It's nice. I mean, Faz, you, you're in America now. I don't know if you've seen the minors, but it just seems like this other world that, you know, away from the 7,000 baseball teams over there. Yeah, but it just seems like this crazy yeah. world where these guys on the road just for the love mm. of it, right? You, I think there was a, uh, a thing recently about a guy. He'd been in the minors for like seven, eight years, so like a really long stretch of time, and finally got called up to the majors. I don't know if you saw it was on Yeah, Twitter I think and- he played for Detroit. I can't remember his name, but I remember the story. Yeah, but like the emotion that guy had that he'd been mm. working his whole life to try and get yeah. one game in the majors is kind of such a – like a when you see it happen, it's just like it, it hits a little bit different. Just mm. getting taking bus rides from bumfuck nowhere to bumfuck nowhere, like just in the hopes that one day you might be able to get one game at the top level. I think remarkable. And yeah, a good movie, a really, really good movie, but – a dual sport athlete in Forrest Gump meal. This was a late suggestion by you to get him on the bracket. Look, this is controversial because I genuinely don't really love the movie, but what you can't discount is just the athleticism of this man. He may be simple, as simple yeah. as is as simple a, does. Mate, Bear Bryant said it best. He's the stupidest son of a bitch alive, but he sure runs fast. Mate, <laughs> the, he sometimes if you that's look, all just it takes. Look at the numbers. He was all American at Alabama. Tough to do. Then f- went five, on. Five-year starter as well. Five-year starter. Five. I mean, they skipped through that in the movie. I would have loved to see a little bit more Forrest Gump in college, the college years, to see what happens there. <laughs> uh, maybe that's a prequel we need. Yeah. And then jumps out of that, goes to war, obviously, picks up a paddle and becomes a national ping-pong champion, wins overseas, bit of a diplomatic ping-pong going on. And everyone's talking about Ned Brockman now. You know, shout out to that fella. This boy ran across America before it was a thing. He didn't do it for any reason, just ran. So he was Imagine, an ultra marathon like, runner before Dave Goggins was. Bro, sprinter, sprinter, and ultra marathon. Mm, that's He's hard to do. Like you could, you could, you could make the case that that's three sports. It's near untouchable. Yeah, it's tough to, it's tough to beat, mate. Tough to beat. Is shri- is fishing for shrimp a sport? Well, it, <laughs> it does. Deadly's catch, yeah. angling, yeah. bass fishing, fishing. I mean, you give him a rod to catch some bass, he'd be able to do it. I'm shocked in our collection of fake athlete jerseys. None of us have a Gump Alabama jersey. What it's year was one. this though? Because it might be frowned upon that era of Alabama sport. No, I think it was. It was. I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, it was Vietnam War, so it would have been like late sixties, early seventies, right? I, I think know. it'd be. I think it'd be early sixties. So okay. Okay. probably not as integrated uh, yeah, as okay. the That's program could have been. That's where I was headed with that. Mm. Yeah, fair, fair call. I'm still putting Gump through. Where, where, where are you at, Neil? I love Crash Davis. I love Costa. But if we're looking at just how good this man is, it's got to be Gump. Grayson. Yeah, I'm going to go Gump too. And also, Neil, you've given me a great idea here. Uh, if we're going to do <laughs> Forrest Gump, the college years, do we have uh, Chet Hanks, uh, Tom Hanks' son in that role? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty damn good, right? That's brilliant. Oh, now, that's yeah. a white boy summer. That's crazy. Oh. He's about as bright as Forrest as well. <laughs> Get him in. We've, maybe, we've done it. maybe that's it. Maybe Chet Hanks is real-life Forrest Gump. <laughs> maybe <laughs> like maybe we cracked the code here all right I'm, I'm going i'm going crash davis but it's a sympathy vote gums yeah, getting that's, through that's very fair and moving on to another all-american football matchup we've got billy bob from varsity blues against rod tidwell from jerry Maguire. uh first of all r.i.p to ron lester who played billy bob died a couple of years ago but i thought he could be good he was gone no he's he's fine as far as i know but uh he's a lot yeah okay. this is this is a, this is a movie that sort of came out like in the same couple of years as any given Sunday and remember the Titans um, and has kind of not been 
remembered with the same fondness as as those movies were. But James Vanderbeek, Paul Walker, this is this is a really really good movie, mate. The real star of this movie is Ali Lada. Mm. Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah, Darcy Sears, the teacher, captain of the cheerleading squad, mate. Oh Lance, yes, Lance's girlfriend. Lance Harbour, by the way, is a great great quarterback. Football coach. name, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's a football name. Phil will rob. We could have seen more. It's like Ryan Street and Friday Night Lights, which yeah, one, you know, give like it we could have gone with either. We could have gone with Lance Harbour. We could have gone with Mox, but no, I just think we didn't see enough of Lance Harbour to warrant. Mm. You know, what are we getting a, 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 an assistant coach in, please? But, but yeah, we talked before about concussion issues. Billy Bob, they they ran that boy to the ground. I um, I've seen Varsity Blues one time, but my my real knowledge of it comes from not another teen movie. Where they had that <laughs> the same actor that had the Reggie Ray encounter. That's that's how I know Varsity Blues mostly from that movie. It's I don't think who can we get to play Billy Bob? But we'll he, just get Billy Bob. He can't be that busy. <laughs> <laughs> I think he lost all the weight, right? And then he, he he did. He got the he got the surgery. Ah, okay, good for him. But yeah, uh, Varsity Blues is a good movie. Billy Bob, I thought, earned his spot on the bracket just being a bit of a different character to some of the other gridiron guys that we've got on here. But he's up against Rod Tidwell, who has probably the most iconic line in sports movie history. Show me the money. Yeah, this is this. Yeah, Rod, Rod Tid, he's he's dancing this one in. He's not even walking it in. Yeah, he got the Oscar for it, right? So he did. Yeah, yeah. that aside, but can we? Can we? You know, yeah. Cuba Gordon Jr. Athletic. Yeah, would this guy really be like? He got that big contract. He cried on TV. He's like five foot nine. It's the magic of the movie. Hey, Steve, Steve Smith Sr. was five foot nine. He's in the Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, true. Yeah, no, he was that, a different that's... sort of receiver to Rod Tidwell, though. It's true. Tidwell, Tidwell doesn't have the fire in him that Steve Smith. No Sr. human had. being alive has the fire yeah. in him that Steve, Steve Smith, Smith Sr. Had. nicknamed himself Buckets of Blood. Like Tidwell's not like that. Tidwell's much more of like a family man. Oh, mate, just a fancy boy wide receiver. But, you know? mate, but smart route. You say he's a fancy boy, but he. But he catches the winning touchdown, puts his puts his body in harm's way. Yeah, and but that's the first time he's done it. That's the whole point. Yes, that's the first time he's done it. So he's done it once in his entire life. Good work, Rod. Jerry O'Connell is also very good. He's going to serve. But we didn't ski. get to see him play, so we couldn't yeah. really see. Maybe he was. Maybe he turned out to be Ryan Leaf. Like, well, we'll never yeah, know. Maybe we'll, we'll never know. know. It's a, this is such a good movie. I watch it every 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 every. Jeremy Glass the best. Yeah, it's, it's such a. What good about movie. the kid, Stuart Little? Jonathan oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he's got an arm. I'm just saying, he's he's on his way. Hmm. You know he that he, he's, like a, he's like a he's like he's like an MMA fighter like now. Mate. Oh, yeah, the right. kid from Stuart Little, Jonathan Lipnicki, yeah. Oh, he's like super jacked. It's unsettling to see. Grayson, yeah. can you fight this dude? Can you? I would love to hit Jonathan Lipnicki. Call him out. <laughs> <That'd be a laughs> great fight. That little albino flop. Like I got no problem slapping. And him. like trap a mouse in a box on the way out. Mm. Oh, there's, there'd be a lot of Stuart Little gear. I'd have a lot of Stuart Little gear on him. And wasn't he in some vampire movie too, like Little Vampire? Or something? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Tidwell's through. Yeah, Tidwell's going through. Okay, sorry, Billy Bob. And now we move on to, I think, the marquee matchup of round one. This was the only one, I think, that we had circled as... I, I still am not fully certain who I'm going to vote for, but we've got Tim Riggins from Friday Night Lights against Fulton okay. Reed from The Mighty Ducks. So... Nick- Talk me through the process of Fulton Reed being the Mighty Ducks representative. Because I know you three are all massive Ducks. You love it, right? Why does Fulton Reed get the jersey ahead of the other luminaries on that squad? All right. So it it can't be Banks because while he was the best player, the character himself is not particularly compelling. Charlie 
Charlie's selfless act is, to, he is he gives his spot off on the team away so Banks can play. Like that's that's a very selfless thing to do, but it's not what a, a loser. Exactly, what an absolute loser. You the all-time goober play. Yes, but Nick, I'll ask you oh. this: so we're not Australia is not an ice hockey country, right? But if you ever happen upon a puck and a stick, what's what's the one thing you want to do? Knuckle puck. That's the other thing you want to do. We all tried to do knuckle puck. That's why I would have picked Russ Russ Tyler was the other nominee because everyone, everyone, everyone tried to do the knuckle puck. Unstoppable. But the other thing you tried to do was hit the thing as hard as you can, and no one hit it harder than Fulton Reed, except for Russ Tyler. And on top of that, knuckle puck wasn't hit harder than Fulton Reed's slap shot. Oh, I disagree. Hang on, that, it, those it just hapless, floated. Those hapless Trin, Trin, Trinidadians at the good at the junior hey, hey, hey. games. No, yeah, you no see, idea, no idea yeah, about, my friends. The knuckle puck is moves up and down. Yeah, that's like so, are you saying a knuckleballer throws faster than a fastball pitcher in baseball? Jeez. I'm saying I'd rather be able to hit the knuckle I'm, puck. I'm, I'm you're saying you don't understand realism. physics. I mate, I'm just saying. Okay. I didn't nominate Fulton Reed. Reed. I'm just telling you, hard kid from Minneapolis, Minnesota. His story arc, he, he gets a run in all three movies. Russ Tyler from the mean streets of South Central LA. Why is he even playing hockey? That's the thing. That's that doesn't a, make any sense. That's <laughs> that's no racist, sense. Neil. No, no it's like, not. What, it, there's, there's no ice out there, baby. That's What's true. He, he might be able to rollerblade, right? But he, how can he get on the ice? What's it's, he doing? It's true. Um, Jesse but, Hall would be my pick if he made the third movie. He was actually fair. the most underrated duck. But um, like, and then on top of that, without Fulton, there's no Bash Brothers, and that's a that's an expression that's stayed in sports for like decades now. Since then. Remember David Klemmer and Aaron Woods played in Origin? They became the Bash Brothers. Kids. Oh, Woodsy, yeah. I want to talk I, about... We're don't, know, to don't know if Woodsy know, had much Bash league. Brother in him. Great bloke. Don't know if he, don't know if he was Klemmer a Bash had Brother. had the crazies. Grayson, I know you were a Bash Brothers guy. Very much so. You want to talk about two guys who go to sleep listening to heavy metal music? My my one thing I think about Fulton is in the second film, where you know that there's that really nice scene at the start where all the ducks are getting together and it's all fun and happy. And then the the hawks from the last movie come to They're try waiting. and get them, and Fulton mm. strips them almost naked. And these are like thirteen year old kids. Strips them almost naked and ties them to a tree. That <laughs> he is, is uh, also that thirteen, is in fairness. Really. Yeah. Oh no, I bet man the hawks. They're on the psycho. They're on the psychiatrist couch to this day talking about what, what is it? And I like, did for, for some reason he has a very deep voice. They will see it coming. Yeah, that's and so like, weird. But it's, an adult but it's just for that one scene, he talks normally in the rest of the movie. They 100% shot that last and his voice broke midway through filming. That are, That is 100% how it went down. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> what? What? Talk like, like that. Also, the actor that played Foot and Reed features the Killers of the Flower Moon. There's a very quick scene. That's, when he gets he does too, I, yeah. When does. you noticed this and told us the other way, Nick did not believe you I to didn't. start with. Yeah. And do the Google. It didn't believe you, Matt. Yeah. Do you remember the the what was the what was the plot of the um, fourth Mighty Ducks going to be that got cancelled? Remember this that was going to involve? Oh, no, no, no. There was the, the story that the third one wasn't originally supposed to be about uh, about college. It was supposed to they go to the Junior Goodwill Games again because apparently they have it every every year almost. Okay, and then it was going to be Iceland and USA teaming up to try and take down Russia, and Russia were going to oh, be the heels of the film. Sick. Yeah, yeah that would have been a lot better. Good Cold War gear. Yeah, good stuff. I'm the movie's not great. Stall, the Icelandic. Let's uh, go shake stall. their hands. Yeah. <laughs> Why are they Irish? I don't know. My, he <laughs> does. Fun fact, Iceland Gunnar is quite Stahl, near Ireland, to be fair. Yeah. So Gunnar Stahl was the striker in Iceland, the best player in the competition, hmm. then becomes the goalie at the Eden Hall Warriors in the varsity team. Same guy. And no one says anything. Do yeah, that's true. It's the same actors. Like the whole the whole varsity team in the third one is all the Iceland kids, right? And it's just not acknowledged at all. 
What yeah, I love, the, what I love. the ref in the Goodwill Games final becomes the varsity coach. Same dude. <laughs> <laughs> what I love is in Mighty Ducks too. So the coach of the Iceland team is his nickname is the dentist, right? But his first name is Wolf. If your first name is Wolf, you do not need a nickname. <laughs> Wolf true. the dentist Stanson. Fuck that dude. Just call yourself Wolf. Yeah, Wolf. What are we doing? Wolf is strong. We haven't talked about Friday Night Lights at all, Nick. Ah, uh, the best sports TV show ever made. I don't disagree with that. And Tim Riggins is the is the best character. Uh, I don't disagree with that either. Went to went 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 to went to state in 05. Like somehow was on the team for like five years. So he he cares enough to forge his birth certificate. You gotta love that. Goes to state once, wins the yeah, goes to state once, makes the final another year as the as the lead running back once Smash Williams goes to Texas and whatever university. Aggies. And then just keeps hanging around Dylan, just becomes like a certified hood legend, you know? Like I don't know if there's a hood legend. Get out of town, Regan. Yeah. Stop talling That's my, that's girls, my issue. Mate, all he wants is a little bit of Texas. If and he Tim gets Riggins it in the played, end. does if, hard time for it, but if Tim Riggins played, if Tim Riggins played Nutrigrain Cup in in Sydney, he would one hundred percent be one of those dudes that's in his twenties and still goes to schoolies. <laughs> totally, Poss- that's possible. That's, that's a tough allegation to beat. <laughs> Just saying. And his brother sticks. So like you got the Bass brothers, oh, Billy, Billy Riggins. Oh, poor <laughs> Billy old Billy Riggins is a loser. It's true, uh, Nick. You're gonna have to convince at least one of us to change I'm our not, vote. I know, I know, I'm not. I know, I'm not going to. But but Campo, can I ask you this? Did Fulton have relations with his best mates, Mrs. Yeah, yeah. But Tim like, Riggins and Charlie Lila Conway, Garrity, they were always they were always a better fit than Street and Lila. And I never liked Jason Street that much anyway. So tough beat, bro. Can't but, say that about like a wheelchair, mate. Yep, you can't. Mate, I'm just I'm just speaking facts. Did any of Look, you like Jason Street? Not really. No, no, hated him. no, yeah. no way, no way. He's not, and he wasn't a winner the way Matt Saracen was either. That's true. I love Matt Saracen. I might have voted for Matt Saracen. I'm not voting for Tim Riggins. I'm voting for Fulton Reed. Mate, if they don't fuck around and bench Saracen for um, uh, Jamie McCoy, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Like then, then, then the Panthers are going to state again. Man, what a great show! I'm yeah. oh, long overdue a rewatch. The that. thing is, the thing is, either one of those guys, mm. either one of these guys, Riggins or Fulton Reed, could have been a one seed. It's a shame and, that and yeah. got the and got the cupcake draw through. It's a shame that they like this was like this is the 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 perils of random random number generator. These two could have been lot like these these two both could have gone deep, but instead they're playing each other in the first round. The thing the thing that's great about Riggins is he sticks around when the show sort of resets and switches to East Dillon. Mm. But he's still one of the most compelling characters on the show. One of my favorite scenes is when he's um, he's hanging out on that farm that he's living on with the mother who wants to root him and the daughter yep, who yep, wants yep. to root him because he's Tim Riggins. He's the most handsome man in Texas. Mm. And the daughter says to him at one point, what's it like to be the guy who used to be Tim Riggins? He goes, I'm still Tim Riggins. Mm. I was like, yeah, you are, brother. So I I'm, like giving Riggins, he... I'm giving Riggins the sympathy vote, but I know he's, I know he's gone. I know Reed's going to dust him. I did like that he referred to all his teammates by their numbers. That's good stuff, yeah. yeah. That was nice. How did Luke Cafferty not get a single college offer? <laughs> um, he went to the army, didn't he? I <laughs> he did. I a few years ago, I um because I watched Friday Night Lights for the first time during the pandemic, and there wasn't a whole lot on. And I went through and made a list of which of the Friday Night Lights characters would have voted for Trump and which ones wouldn't have. Tim Riggins did not because he doesn't know what a president is or vote. does. He doesn't vote. Luke Cafferty didn't vote. Killed in action. Oh, R.I.P. Buddy Garrity donated to the Trump campaign. 
well, Buddy Garrity might not have had any money left because he, he went from like local kingpin to owning a sports bar. That's true. And it didn't look like a successful one. Now you're talking about, you're, you're talking about your the colorful characters. There's oh, a colorful bro. character. That's the dr- color, colorful racing identity, Buddy Garrity. Yeah, 100%. Uh, boys, uh, Fulton Reed for you two? Yes, Fulton, sir. Fulton too. Yep. Oh, Sorry. Right. Sorry, Riggins. What would Riggins do? It's true. Uh, this this little quadrant, another two American football icons. We got Shane Falco from the replacements against Thad Castle from Blue Mountain State. So Falco, so I love the I love the replacements. Like mm-hmm. it's a, it's another just sort of like paint by numbers, reasonably well executed, corny, but in a good way sports movie. But I wonder if we didn't make a mistake putting Shane Falco in as the Keanu Reeves representative and not Johnny Utah. Well, my issue is that Point Break's not a sports movie at all. I know we already broke that with Forrest Gump, but... No, but Gump got in, even though Gump's not a sports movie, because Gump true. is multiple sports, right? Yeah. So is Utah. Utah was a, a college football quarterback. He was a Buckeye. Yeah, he was a Buckeye, and he was, and he was a surfer by the end. Was he, he a good surfer, still though? still two sports. Mate, he's, he says it to, to Bodie at the end. He's surfing every day. I don't think he's winning at Bell's Beach or anything like that. But <laughs> no, how did true. he go at at the at the Buckeyes? I'm sure he was good. They knew Johnny football. He was the original. Tor- Johnny football. Remember, he says to, he says to Gary Busey, he was going to the pros. Tore his knee up. Yeah, we never so, saw it happen though. I know, I know. I'm just I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just making conversation. This movie. I'm, I'm happy for Falco to be there. Footsteps, Falco. That's my guy. Yeah. Look, this this movie's all right. People don't know. It's based on. It, it's kind of based on when the NFL had a strike and they had to get replacement players in. Shane Falco. Scab quarterback. That's kind of why I'm not voting for him. No scabs allowed. But um, Blue Mountain State is basically, especially when it came out and how old we were. It's like, it was just like the dream of everything we wanted from a TV show. It was half American Pie, half Friday Night Lights, Grace. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> there's like no actual like football footage, realistically. Or yeah. none that's really that <laughs> Pretty memorable, much. you know? There's, there's a lot of football fields, but no actual, actual games. Uh, so I'm not really sure how good Thad is as a player. I haven't, you know, I haven't seen him on the field and what he can do. Well, he uh, but I have seen him, you know, have have a lot of fun with a lot of girls <laughs> at Blue Mountain State. Well, he he goes he goes top five in the draft, doesn't he? In the NFL draft, so he must have been pretty good. I think he goes high yeah. in the draft at the end. Uh, the movie wasn't great, but Alan Richardson as Thad Castle is steals every single scene that he is in in the show. I know he's not meant to be the main character, Alex Moran is, but Thad Castle just. For me, steals the show every time he's on the screen. You'll be Moran is boring, like realistically compete. You know, every time Thad's on, that's that's the guy, and he he's supposed to be once again. He's supposed to be the villain, but he's so entertaining that you end up loving him somehow. Yeah, Neil. Question, you, yeah, Thad. Like, is that his full name? Is it Thadric? Like, it's, it's, his first name short. Thadric. Is it a short nickname? Like, no, he's his first name. Being... His first name's Kevin. Kevin, right. Yeah. So where's Thad come from? I'm not sure. Did it preempt Chad? I don't know. What's well, possibly. But yeah, look, Blue Mountain State again is it, it, it was a it came out it was a it, in the same way as Eastbound and Down, just slightly before we all had streaming like streaming services I cut running over with them. But a show that I loved, I've rewatched it a couple of times since. I it's it's obviously you, you probably couldn't make it today, but it is hilarious. I came along too late. I didn't watch it until a couple of years ago. And it was lost on me. I wasn't in my meathead prime anymore. Oh no! So Thad Castle, I feel nothing for him, dude. So I'm sh- Falco all the way. He turned that. I'm he a turned, Falco guy. He turned that group of scabs into a team. Yep. So Neil, you going Falco? And he's got a houseboat. That's pretty cool. The houseboat is cool. Matt, are you going Castle or Falco? Damn, I was going to go Castle, but now you said houseboat. I think I've got to go Falco. Yes. Oh. 
I got, got him with the house of water, baby. Uh, wouldn't have mattered because on the tiebreaker spreadsheet, Falco was higher anyway. So Falco goes through. Did it, mate? There you go. He's on the houseboat. They're on, they're on footsteps, Falco. All right. <laughs> Two matchups to go in the round of 16. You've got Ricky the Wild Thing Vaughn from Major League against Santiago Munez from goal. Again, all three of you hate soccer, so it's a waste of time. Who? <laughs> Even ha- Who? You have seen, you know, you've seen goal. I've seen the big green. That's, that's a that's, good movie. That's, that's a is great it, movie. Is it, it's it's Ham from Sam Porter from Goalie, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you haven't seen goal? There's three of them. Goal two, Living the Dream. Oh, goal! Oh, goal three is the one I saw. That's the one with oh, the, the dog plays off. soccer. Started right? with goal three. <laughs> he didn't actually. He's being a dickhead. Um, in the same way that the Cubs have got Rowan Gartner back to throw out the first pitch like six times, there was chat in 2016 when Cleveland made the World Series for the first time in a billion years. They were going to get Charlie Sheen out to throw the first pitch, and they didn't do it. And yeah, I you think know why? Because he would throw the pitch, and a crack pipe would have fallen. I also out of his think pocket. that's. Like, I think that's why they lost. And we'll never. Yeah, yeah, it does make you, you think. embrace your history. Embrace your history. Yeah, so Major League is if people haven't seen Major League, the concept is great. Basically, the owner wants the team to stink so she can so she can sell up and, and move them to another city, and so they hire they they get all these players in who aren't very good. And obviously, it's a sports movie. You know how this ends. But Ricky, the wild thing, Vaughn is Charlie Sheen's character. He can throw the ball a million miles an hour, Nick. But he's 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 basically like the fictionalized Sean Tate almost. <laughs> I think isn't isn't this is where Sean Tate got the nickname, wasn't it? It would be right, yeah. Because yeah. he's the wild thing. Yeah, so and, the fun fact here: Charlie yeah. Sheen apparently was a gun baseballer in high school. Was and he? Could have gone and played college ball. Yeah, that's why his action was pretty good. Well, we got she- Sheen corner in the baseball market, and Emilio Estevez corner in the ice hockey market. So, what? Are... Yeah, I don't know why Emilio went with like the like the Latin name. Like interesting, his isn't Martin, it? Well, yeah. Well, Charlie Italian Charlie Sheen's actual name is Carlos Estevez. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right, man. Emilio Estevez was also the guy who was the wrestler in the Breakfast Club, and he seems like more of a wrestling guy than a nice hockey guy. He should have stuck with that. I know. How dare you? That's it. He just tried to. He just tried. He, he's just had a big L with with his boy. No, he's and now he's trying here, to slander he? Gordon Mate. Bombay, the greatest coach of all time. The greatest, co- the greatest coach. He's a, he's a fucking prick to him for nearly the entire first movie. Yeah, and then he learns. That he grows is, as a that's human. That's how he gets them. They're that's children. You, I, Why does he have to learn from them? He should be teaching them. He's meant to be the coach. No, he's a Hold piece on a of second. Shit. Yeah. This is, oh, my God. You've he, missed it. All he did, You've missed it. All he did was drink drive and then got forced to coach kids. Like yeah. is the norm in this country. Just drink yeah. drive and then, as punishment, have to coach kids. It makes yeah. sense. And here you because... are. You love Paul Wrecking Crew, who has a very questionable charge. Questionable. You know, at best. You know, no one's, no one's pausing the podcast for what you said. Nick, do we need to explain the themes of the Mighty Ducks to you again? Were they too subtle for you? <laughs> yeah, you know what? That was it. It was too art. The movie was too artsy. He just, the nu- the <laughs> knuckle puck went up and down on the screen. That's all he saw. Ooh, thing go up and down. That's all he needed. What, what does it really mean, Matt, when they call Adam Bakes the cake eater? Anyway, so Goal is a movie that came out uh, in the early 2000s. It was, they basically... Trade the guy up. I'm, I'm no selling that question. Um, came out in the mid 2000s. They got this guy. They trained him up to be pretty good at soccer before he came out. It's, it's a great story. He's an undocumented immigrant living in LA. Ends up playing the Premier League for Newcastle United alongside Alan Shearer and stuff. I'm wasting my time explaining this. None of you are going to vote for this movie. You all hate soccer. And I'm voting for goal. It. I'm doing it. I like. Are you goal. actually? Yeah. Really? Yeah, oh. man. Yeah, it's good. It's well. Again, it's like you know a pretty done to death story at this point, but it's pretty well made. It's got a Good soundtrack with a lot of Oasis on it. Yep. You know, it's all right. 
soccer's shit, but the movie's okay. <laughs> but Campo, you're not you're not voting for the movie, mate. You're voting for Santiago, whatever his bloke's name. This is the wild thing. Mate, San, mate, San, Santiago Munez, like, showing him how it's done in the park in LA, wearing, cut, like, torn off bits of cardboard boxes and shin pads. Shin pads, yeah. Stuff. Well, look, it doesn't matter, because I assume both of you are voting for the wild thing. Well, and, I want to know, did they yeah. nickname you wild thing based on the song? Wild thing that he walks out to? Or did they or choose did a song, they choose a song because of it? Oh, I'm not sure. Good question. Let's we'll find know, out. But he gets my vote. Grayson, I assume, wild thing. You would never vote yeah, for the only, yeah, the only soccer player I'm voting for is uh is a golden retriever. So yeah, that's in World Pup. <laughs> it's good. Is that is he still yeah, in the I said that, later yes. on? No, he's out. And seventh inning fetch was the oh. baseball one. It's also out. But um, even if I give Munez the nod, Wild Thing's higher on the tiebreaker sheet anyway. So Wild Thing goes through. And the last matchup of round one and episode one, Maggie Fitzgerald from Million Dollar Baby against Boucher. Matt, Boucher was your number one seed. Let's start there. Yeah, tough, tough draw for Maggie. Going up against the absolute titan that is Bobby Boucher, a man who all he wanted to do, a simple man, just wanted to deliver some nice, high quality H two O to the boys. That's all he wanted to do. But he had a demon inside him, a demon inside, and when it was unleashed, there was no better defender than Bobby Boucher, an absolute machine. Sack Milwaukee. I think you had the stat before. Sixteen sacks sacks? in a game. Yeah, and I think he could have got more, but he got a bit tired. You know, maybe he needed a bit of Gatorade, give him some energy, but that's okay. but I think Bobby Boucher is uh, an all-time character for Adam Sandler, especially you're getting Waterboy over Happy Gilmore, who is also, well, you good. know, very We had to, get shooter, had to get Shooter on the bracket. Exactly. But uh, can you imagine being a quarterback and you hear, <laughs> handing down on you? you oh, I'm, I'm chucking that ball directly out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, taking, an, I'm taking a knee. Get me out of there. I did enjoy on the college football subreddit, there was a thread during COVID when we all lost our minds and just had to deal in hypotheticals, someone saying, is there any year where Bobby Boucher would not win the Heisman Trophy? And the answer is no. He wins it every well, year. Could Boucher as go As far as psychology goes, guys, like visualization is a big thing. Grayson, you're an athlete. You know, visualize the win. No one visualized better than Bobby Boucher. It's true. He literally put that Arguably too good at visualizing. <laughs> could Boucher have gone I don't know what university he was living in. Well, I mean, there's still the door open for a pro career at the end of the movie, right? We never know. But like, could, could, he, have, could he have fitted into a defensive scheme? Oh well, I mean, like that's what I'm—that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, like, I guess if you're that, or is good... he going to be one of those blokes who's great at the college level, can't yeah. quite? Oh, cut what's it his name? Is it Brian Cushing? That is who Bobby Boucher is. That's not oh, a bad shout, actually. Like yeah. that. That's that's the same guy. He's head button helmets and stuff like that. He's a nutcase. Yeah, and he made yeah. it. He, he also a... went both ways in the final, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He was a lead blocker as well. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. 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 Throw him well, out Brian, there anyway. Brian Cushing was a first round pick. Had a decent career. So there you go. A decent career, but. No, didn't really fulfill his potential. All right, Campo. I can see Boucher having an underwhelming career on like the Jags or something like that. That's fair. You're 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 the you're the big boxing guy here. Talk to me about Million Dollar Baby. Um, another one of those movies where it's a human drama and it just happens to be about sport, hmm. and it's also unbelievably sad and makes me feel like I'm dying a little bit inside every time I've watched it. Which is why I've only watched it, I think, once or twice. Not as fun as Bobby Boucher. It must be said. Maggie, like- Fitz, Mag- Maggie Fitzgerald, like, might have might have ended up being a great boxer, but uh, her life was tragically cut short in yeah. horrible circumstances. So, well, real down note to end the show on. Much like, um, <laughs> much like how Grayson was saying that Billy Bob was ruined for him by not another teen movie. This movie is now ruined for me by when it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Does the complete piss take of it with Sweet D and 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 Frankie Fast Hands as her trainer? If you've seen that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, which ends almost the same way. So yeah, 
Yeah, Boucher, like Boucher doesn't walk anywhere, but he's doing the Boucher equivalent of walking into the second round here. He's making it through. Yeah. Big show with yeah, a little cameo in Waterboy too, right? Captain, Cap- Captain Seno. Exactly right. <laughs> Shout out Big Show. He's got some acting chops. I look forward to seeing him in my yearly rewatch of Jingle All the Way at some point during December. Yeah, I think uh, Boucher's through without any objections. Yeah, we love him. That's, un- that's unanimous, baby. All right. Mm. Well, we will be back with part two. Uh, in a couple of days time but before we get out of here a quick shout out to the people in the top two tiers on our patreon subscription service if you go to patreon.com forward slash nrl boom rookies you get access to our discord server you get an extra podcast every single week and uh neil will get an nrl player of your choice to send you a personalized voice message yeah bo ryan's available <laughs> good uh, he's everyone's favorite player and thank you too Chris Abnell, Dave, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne the Old Coot, Alex Sergicomi. Oh, $20. I wanted a peanut. Big Patreon name change guy, Bobby Witt Jr. Jr. Broncos legend, Adam Reynolds, Bruce the Pom, Butsy, Chewbacca, Stuffleupagus, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, and anonymous backer, Ed Burton. Hi, I'm Mitt Bertrand and I have redacted. How many dudes you know roll like this? Go ahead, Romy, Stephanie. I also went to school with Bungard. I was saying boo I am Matt Bungard. Could not be happy for Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I've got a blank space in my fantasy team and I'll write your name. Jason, Joel Wrigley, John, Josh Brandon, kicks ass out of the comp. Lachlan Hancock, lifelong Dolphins fan, Luke Charles Midmore, Mads, Taylor's version, Matthew Duggan, Michael, the climax of a supreme game of rugby league. El Masri, trailing by Wanda, win it. He's got it away. It has got there. Murray, Mr. Beefy, Morgan Watkins, my name is Nick Campton and rugby union is my favorite type of rugby. My ding ding dong is hard and I'm sad. Never trendy, not a psyop. Reese Brown, Rowan Trienza Puntos Acero Eduardo Roxanne Clark see you in Vegas Ty the Black Vegetable the outro music is a vibe at 1.75 times speed these white slippers are a binary African and Dejerano Thor Tom Hardy was we are now having shouts to everyone at Lowest Ever Listens Eldest Please send five year Australian dollars to at the Matt Bungard on Twitter.com Westlife's podcast and the Pasco Fiasco and who would win a fight between Boba Fett or Jake the Mus thank you so much for your support Devin Lowest and everyone just listens thank you as well uh, Grayson who would win in a fight between Boba Fett and Jake the Mus uh, I don't think anyone's beating Boba Fett in any type of fight. That's what I so said. That's, that's so thank you. I'm, I'm glad. All right. We will be back in a couple of days' time with part two, the finale of this bracket. Say goodbye, Grayson. See you, boys. Say goodbye, Neil. Adios. Say goodbye, Campo. Goodbye, Bertrand. That's goodbye from me. <laughs>